They're sitting on a couch. It's usually just two characters or sometimes three characters. They're always talking and sitting. They're just sitting in a chair. The pacing sucks. There's no style to anything. It's so boring. From the concrete shores of Arlington, Texas, this is the Approximate Podcast with your hosts, Jamie French, Orion Quest, and Diva Powers. Hey everyone, welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name is Jamie French. I'm here with Orion Quest, uh, Diva. These are our co-hosts. And we have the Hillbilly Orchestra in the studio today. Say hi. Howdy. Yes. Okay, Ryan, uh, your introduction to the Hillbilly Orchestra. They're a local band out of Dallas, Texas, and you play in that band. So tell us everything about what we need to know to get the show started. It's real simple. You got a crazy bastard named Mongo, put a band together called the Hillbilly Orchestras, grabbed a drummer, grabbed a get get fiddle player, as they like to call them, mm-hmm. put them on stage, want to travel the world. That's it in the book. Um, I want to take out this moment to um, <laughs> introduce the ringleader, of the Hillbilly Orchestra. This is his name is Michael Smith, but we know him as the artist formerly known as Mongo. <laughs> Currently known as Mongo. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Are we, is there after, a new name this, in the works? After after this podcast, it could be very interesting for Mongo. I know about to tell it. I'll let him tell. It. Mongo, welcome, welcome to the podcast, my brother. Thanks, y'all. I uh, was looking forward to being here again. Of course, you know. With the way things go in life, and you, you get a little older, man, that that playing, you know, by myself the other night <laughs> kind of kicked my ass. You had a show the other night on yeah, the acoustic you know, guitar. And what was what's weird, y'all, man? I've been doing this shit all my life, but I was still nervous as a motherfucker. I was I was scared. That doesn't go away. The stage fright no, doesn't go, go away. It never goes away. It never goes away. I mean, it's and it was it, and I I count it to this is because. Then everything is on my shoulders. You know, there's not a little place in there where I can know that the music's coming up. You know, you and you and Randy. You are the right. You are the music. I, I am, there's no I'm room playing. for mistakes. No, Nobody's covering you. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole show. You know, and so <laughs> speaking speaking of speaking of music, when it comes to the actual Hillbilly Orchestra, from from the time it was co- conceived to now, how yeah. long has it actually been around? Would would it be easy to say ten years? And we're oh, including yeah. we're, we're including yeah. every in, incantation of the band. Because Orion, yeah. you've only been in the band for how many years? I want to say what four? Four? Yeah, right. I think so. And I think you've been through you've about been, three you, drummers. You've been my you've been the longest drummer so oh, far. Wow. Okay. This is this is something that's going to be like the piece of the resistance. Oh, this is going to be this, this is going to be, be it. Good man, because. The thing is, is that we can afford to be good, right? Because it's the studio. It's, it's studio. your studio, yeah, so exactly. that pressure is which off. Is, which is, is the yeah. biggest pressure for any band is watching the clock, right? And and sweating over that twelfth take on your solo that you're just not going to nail that yeah. day. <laughs> Speaking of studio, the name of the studio is yeah. Mongo's Music Emporium. Yeah, that, Garland, that, Texas. Come on, Big G Town. You name it, yeah, you name it. You can do it. You can do session work yeah. there. You can do um um just just rehearsals there, and you can do recording there. Right? Uh, you have a website for uh, your studio, or yes. Uh, and as a matter of fact, this week it'll be up finally. So um, the website is www.mongosmusicemporium. We'll have a link. Com. Yeah, we'll have a link in the uh, description of the podcast. Absolutely. And yeah. you can email me at that same deal nice. slash mongo. Nice. So, uh, uh, speaking of the internet, <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> All right. 
I went over to the Emporium because that's where the hillbillies normally practice. Right. And no, uh, normally you go in, you'll find Mongo either on his bass or his guitar working something out. Yeah. I come in and he's just he's yelling bloody murder. He is he's hot. <laughs> he's he's upset. So I walk in. I'm like. What what you doing? He's like, man, I got, I'm kicking these motherfuckers off of Facebook left and right. Like, what, oh what, no, what's going what, on? What do you do? Are you unfriended people? What are you doing? What's happening? What's happening? Well, what's happening? <laughs> man, there's people that I've known for years, and they just start that running their mouth shit. And it's like I tell them, look, I know you. You know me. <laughs> we look at each other in the face walking by. You talking shit on that keyboard? Won't you quit being a fucking idiot? You know what I'm saying? What are they talking about? What are they saying? It just comes from everywhere. It's like one thing is is that if you support anybody other than who I support, then fuck you. And I'm thinking to myself, well, ain't that a one-sided asshole way to have a have a relationship with somebody? You know, uh, that leaves no room. I mean, that you know, you want to talk about being a racist? That's that's the beginnings right oh, there of being a racist. It's racist shit. It's bullshit. You know, and it's like every time you, you somebody says something now or something's taken out of context, you're a bigot, a racist. You know, I mean, they just go on down the damn list. You know, and like I said before, Mama taught me a long time ago that you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never harm me. So you talk all the shit you want about me, and all I got to do is go unlike, click, <laughs> splot, kiss my ass. I don't give a shit. Oh, look, you no longer exist. But, you know, <laughs> and, and, and believe you me, it really takes an act of Congress for me to get like that. And, and what it was was, you know, what it was for me is I couldn't decide because I was getting pissed off at myself, and I was pissed off already at them for talking the shit they talked. And especially after I, you know, personally message them back and going, hey, look, you know, I got 5,000 people that you contact, you know, you contact through me. You, you're not, you don't have that many people. You're on my boost, on my post, <laughs> and you're bullshitting against what it is that, 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 you stand that, for. I'm, that I stand for and who I am, what I'm all about. I said, you know, and, and so... I don't post on there, hey, if you don't like my views or opinions expressed by Mongoloid, you can fuck off. You know, well, that's because that's not the way I am. I mean, if you have a different view or opinion, maybe I can learn something that I don't know. Because in the thirst of knowledge of things that, you know, that's what the damn internet was, you know, basically that's what I use the internet for. It's a thirst for knowledge, a thirst for marketing, you know, and a thirst for, you know, you know, putting the things in, in motion with the people that are in the ocean, you know what I'm saying. So, if you're if you if you stand alone, like you're you know, no man is an island, no person is an island by themselves. You, you're always going to have to have some kind of friends, mm-hmm. some kind of somebody to talk to, some type of support system. And people nowadays act like they're in fucking outer space with this bullshit keyboard crap, all this texting bullshit. It's like nobody picks up the phone no more is what the damn thing was admitted for, so you could hear their voice going, Hi, Sonny, this is your grandmother. You hadn't talked to me in years now. What the hell, you know? I'm sorry, Grandma. You know, it was great to hear your voice, though, instead of, Hey, Grandma, I'm over here on the FTF doing the WPW while I'm sicky sliding with the motherfuckers in the grand <laughs> So look out, baby, because here I come. You know, Grandma, I hadn't seen you in so many years. What the fuck? It's, it's you know, <laughs> it's really funny how people, how people want to type 
It's really funny how people want to type ab- about their uh, racist <coughs> views all day long, but they mm. never call you and say nigger this and nigger that. Mm. They never call to tell no, you that. No, no. no, no. They're and just going to type it and if on you the say internet. That, <laughs> hey, if you say that to them, they freak the fuck out. Oh, right. I'm like, look, there's a black guy in my band. What are you going to go do? You're going to sit out there in the audience? and I, This is one thing that pisses me off right. more than anything. Going to sit out there in the audience... Pay your fucking money to get in to see us play and talk shit about my drummer. I don't give a goddamn if he's purple. Why are you going to talk shit about him? He's one of the best fucking drummers in this fucking area around here. And a decent and, goddamn person. And he's a That's fucking right. great guy. I mean, you know, well, people what talk shit. Ain't bad. <laughs> people talk shit about my brother. Yeah. I, naturally, I'm going to say something. Absolutely. So when I said something about it, and you know, then I get this, oh, you're a nigga lover and all this shit. I said, well, yeah, I'm a brother lover. I'm a sister lover. I'm a mother lover. I'm a cousin lover. I love all my people. And when I said that, you know, then I was called a racist. You were called a racist? For saying that shit. I'm like, dude, do you not understand? How does that work? ass backwards thinking. You know, I could tell you a lot of fucked up weird fucking shit that made me think in other ways. But there was a lot of things that that steered me into the right way of thinking, and that is is to love you know people like you want to be loved in return. If you don't want to hear that foul mouth out of your you know, that's what my grandmother used to tell me. You don't want to hear my foul mouth. I don't want to hear yours either. Yes, ma'am. You mm-hmm. know, absolutely. There wasn't no going over there and go, what the fuck, damn all? Where's my goddamn vittles at? I fuck your ass up, bitch. Vittles. <laughs> I mean, I ain't never. I ain't never. Ever talk to my mama or or uh, or my grandma or any woman that I could ever really think of besides maybe an ex-wife? <laughs> <laughs> and that's only because she had it coming to her, damn it. No. Ex-wives are fair game. No, well, you know, man, I had to apologize for that, too, because I'd felt bad. And that was one thing that I felt that might have been the thing that was standing in the way of us being friends still. But, you know, those kind of things nowadays are, are, are all centered around this Facebook type relationships that everybody carries around with them. And it's like a pure, just like it says, Facebook. It's purely Mm. facial and facade. And I love people. And and I know deep down inside that the people that have been offended or that offended me, I mean, I, I know a guy on there that I blocked. I've known him most of my life. And, He's a hero to me, man. But he just—he was just the talking stuff, shit, man. I mean, on, on Facebook. Okay, so this this kind of uh, this brings up a thing that I I don't know that I have an answer for it. But yeah. let's see if we can let's see if we can get down to the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. See, when you have people that uh, talk a lot of hate, they're on the Facebook, they're on the Twitter, and 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 they're just vitriolic and they're they're angry people. But you know those people in real life, and you know that in their day-to-day life, they're actually, you know, they're cool. You'd hang out with them. But when, when you put them in front of a keyboard, it all goes south, and they wind up being the worst people on earth. And, and, and you hate them for the, their misunderstanding of other races, other cultures, other people. And you, and, and you are angry at them because you know they misunderstand. Brings up this. 
are we it of course we can block and delete and get rid of that and just get it out of our our Facebook timelines and stuff and that's the easy way out that's that's just getting rid of people but would it not be even more uh, magnanimous of us to <laughs> that's your ten dollar word mm-hmm. um, style. to realize that their hate is also being misunderstood from us we know them well, this is hypothetical we know them in day-to-day life as being okay people in the real world but they're shitty online instead of deleting them you can't argue with them online but instead of the you can't change a person's mind online with a keyboard you can't but would it not be better to take the extra initiative and the extra step to meet them in real life and talk about the way they're acting online to maybe help them out so they're not so much that way online because i mean being online it's it's the the thing is the problem is is people get online and and they're hateful because they have the illusion that they're anonymous but they're posting shit on your timeline and you know them so they're not you know it's crazy coming from them you know it's well yeah it's crazy stuff but but they're not only spreading their hate to a bunch of strangers, and that's what makes them feel safe about hang- saying hateful stuff, but they're also putting it on your personal timeline, and they know you know them. Yeah. And it, it's. I think they don't even think about that. I they think it's don't a even whole think about that. Thing. That's the crazy thing about hate. Hate is a blinding thing. Right. Uh, if you know all the, I hate to go all yoda on people, but <laughs> all the all the true core. Emotions are blinding emotions. Love is a blinding emotion. Hate is a blinding emotion. Anger. Fear is a blinding emotion. Anger is a blinding emotion. And when even with and hates the hates the worst because well, okay. by the time you're done, here's here's the thing about hate. Here's the here. Okay, here's why people are hateful online and say stuff thinking that there's not going to be any consequences. And they, uh, usually it's people. Okay, and I don't mean to get psychological on you. Or no, it's not about generalizing. This is true ten times out of ten. The people that are hateful are hateful because they have a dopamine deficiency, which means they are looking for an the easiest way possible to be happy and get stimulated. a high and they're stimulated in their head. And usually that takes hard work, dedication, a passion for something. You know, gaining a proper amount of dopamine, Doing making something. your life feel good takes a lot of hard work and if you're not willing to put in the work the easiest way to get a dopamine is either a drug addiction bam lights up all the dopamine senses or you can do it emotionally and the easiest way to get a dopamine rush is to latch on to the easiest base emotion and that is anger if you can find any little thing to be angry about and feel like you have an opportunity to rant that lights up your dopamine do senses. And people that are angry and racist and hateful online aren't – I don't necessarily know that they're really that hateful. Again, you know these you people in real life. You they, know in day-to-day life they're not that bad. But they're using the internet the same way people use porn for a dopamine rush. But instead of jerking off, they're saying, nobody's going to fuck with me. I'm just going to say something hateful. Oh, man. Yeah. 
mm, that felt good. But you got to think that felt good you, to be angry about something. If you know that person in real life and you see them every day and they're on the internet saying things like, you know, Jews this and black people this and blah, blah, blah. You can't look at that person the same way because even though they may not ever say anything like that to you or around you, or you may never have heard that they said anything like that in real life ever, the fact that they think that enough to go on the internet but and if, put it out there. But if we know, and here's where the hard work comes in, if we know that the root problem is a dopamine deficiency, wouldn't it be better to engage them in real life and show them a better way through example, through real world example, through bringing them closer into your fold being people that are loving, that angry and ignorant are not interested in coming into your fold though well not online they're not because online's too immediate they're only there for one purpose but if you engage them in real life if you take the time out of your day and that's the hard part is taking the time out of your day to go and engage with these people and bring them to a more positive place you might see it takes time it takes work it takes effort but you eventually might see them not being such a fucking douchebag online because you've introduced them in the better ways of living that that you can prop them up through positivity. Well, and can, I don't mean to sound like a you goddamn You can raise hippie. some people up, I guess, but, I mean, most people that are horrible and hateful like that, even if you know them and they're nice people, at their core, they're horrible, hateful people. And I they've mean, got to work that out on their I own don't know, selves, on their own level. I don't know that that's true. I don't know that people are inherently... Horrible. Uh, sociopaths, sure. Psychopaths, sure. If you're going to go on the a, internet, though, and say certain But there things. are certain people that are simply just misguided or don't have enough life experience that maybe deserve a chance but still makes to not be horrible, hateful though. and nobody's reaching out to them. And so they're stuck being hateful because nobody gives a fuck to save them from their fate of being a hateful, awful person. Okay, so you're wanting oh. to redeem other people, basically, through... Through uplifting Look, them and enriching, like teaching them things, so they're so not ignorant. Well, yeah, but that's that's a good that's a good point. I mean, I, I, I've yeah. tried that. Believe you me. I mean, I'm not one to ever give up on anybody that I know. Not even the people that I've blocked. But I'm kind of like you know, I'm kind of like your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, There's a point in the road where it's yeah. got to be dealt with. You know, it's yeah. like I'm not going to let you keep being a jackass. And a moron, and claim to know you, and claim to be with you, and you claim to be with me, and all that, because we are humans, you know. The one guy that really hurt me the most, like I said, man, it's an old, old friend of mine, and he just can't be talked to right now because he's going through another pain phase in his life. That you know, it's it's the ones that all the that all the vets go through when they come home from this war. PSTD. Yeah, and, he, and, and it just affects them in different ways. And, 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 you know, I tried and tried and tried, and I just, you know, I couldn't get to him by just being his friend. And so I, I tried in other ways just to, you know, just to include him along and, you know, try to show him that all the rest of us, you know, when we're all talking about these stories that while you've been gone in the other part of the world fighting motherfuckers, We've been over here loving on one another, trying to make the best out of what we, it is that we have here. So, you know, him not being used to that, coming back into that, ah, a bunch of mamby-pamby son of a bitches, you know. So it's just, it's, it's that old, what I call the old high school way of thinking. Because in high school, I was one of the first group of children to be uh, bust, okay, through Dallas. Mm. And what they would do was is that they would, 
they would have these the white schools in the rural areas, and then they would take the black people from downtown, and they'd put them in buses, and they'd run them out there, and then they'd run the white kids back into downtown and the other places where the black people went to school. So ever they were trying to integrate everything. Grand idea and stuff, but people from the South back then, they wasn't going to have none of that, you know? And they were just, you know, they were just really outspoken about it. I mean, it goes down to, like, the things that you see today. You're seeing violence in the damn streets with Black Lives Matters, the the Black Panthers. And, you know, by the way, the, those things right now that are going on, you know, there is a there's a there's a there's a force that's out there. You can call it God, you can call it your higher power, you can do what you want, but for me it's God and this is his place, man. And you ain't gonna screw it up. You're not gonna do the only thing you can do is by your choice. And so if you have the right to choose and you're a choosing human being, you're gonna choose, you know, most of the time what's best for you. That what makes you the most comfortable. The things that don't make you comfortable, you tend to steer away from, you know. Well, in my life, through like, you know, you're saying about taking care of problems, you know, back when I was in uh, NA and AA, you know, we kind of learned how to work through things, you know. Mm -hmm. And that way I could control myself better than I'd ever did before in my life, not realizing that I went the way that the majority of dumbasses would go. You know, doing these things that things that you shouldn't be doing. But that was way back in middle school, you know. And through high school, I learned that, um, you know, that through my mom counseling me and, and through the counselors that I had, you know, that, hey, man, you know, one day you're going to cross this road again. You're going to come back and this person's going to stand there in front of you and y'all are all going to look older and you're going to look at each other and you're going to have a great admiration for one another. If you'd have told me that back then, I wouldn't have believed you because they, they said that, you know. And I'm like, eh, I'm a rock star. I don't give a shit anyway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know, coming down to all that to where it is nowadays, it really breaks my heart every day when I wake up right now and go on the Internet and see everybody just at odds with one another. But then it also makes me grateful because it's enlightening to know that after all this time, Everybody's starting to wake the fuck up. Uh, you know, this brings me to a point that I was just about to mention. Um, I think the internet is a, a beautiful double-edged sword. It's <laughs> it's the one place where everybody is now kind of acclimated to all the other cultures and people and experience in this world. Uh, you are there's a deluge of information that you are presented with, and it forces you to see other people and other experiences as valid. That's the great part about it. We can learn. We can, we can learn to be better. We can learn to love. We can learn to appreciate and expand on our own experiences through, by proxy of other people, just because now we have that information, and it's forced on us in, a, in, in the best possible sense. Yes. The bad side of that double-edged sword is that it is a place of relative anonymity, and if you do have something hateful to say, if you are trying to just get a buzz off of being hateful because that's your only option in life, because you are not surrounded by good people, you're not necessarily a sociopath or yeah. a psychopath, but the but. only way you can get off is by being hateful. Yeah. It allows for that, too. Here's the wonderful thing and why I, I'm not so pessimistic about that double-edged sword. Why I don't think the hate's going to win out. 
It's because look at where we are. You'll hear a lot of people say, and these are the people that are looking to get off on anger, that, man, times are so fucking hard, man. There's, there are, that's, there's fucking violence everywhere, and the world is shit, and oh my god, the economy, and this and that. But if you take a step back, have a little perspective, and look at where we are today as a species, and compare it to any decade prior to this, any century prior to this. Well, shoot, just living in America. We, we are the we are we are living the best life overall that any species any, live. well that that any era of humans has ever lived in. And the things that people are mainly complaining about are real are first not world issues. <laughs> Today, in 2016, <laughs> I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment surrounded by every comfort you can imagine. I got a refrigerator full of food. I have air conditioning. I have friends. I have things to occupy my time. I have, have goals. And wine. I have and have and friends. and I live below the poverty line, and I live like a king. Compared to just a hundred years ago, to even even rich people, if you took a Rockefeller in 1910 and magically through a time machine brought him to my stupid little shitty apartment, he'd be like, "Oh my god!" It would blow up his brain. Mm -hmm. Things ain't that bad, and I'm and I'm saying that as a low totem pole piece of shit. But that takes perspective, <laughs> and that's a thing that a lot of folks do not have the it, capability to do. But it, it will happen. It will happen. If it wasn't the case, if we weren't progressing forward, I wouldn't be able to say this. But things are pretty okay, even if you feel kind of low. Things are still pretty okay. But it's up to the people that have that perspective to march us forward. If you if you are not a negative Nancy, it's not only your job to enjoy your life, but to remind people that things ain't so bad and that we are moving forward. You reinforce the positive. You reinforce the positive. And eventually, it now, it will... You'll, take a while. It, not only will it take a while, but you'll never get rid of... Negative stupid aspects people. of people, and well, and not even stupid. I don't even want to. I don't even want to shame stupid people. It's fun for a joke. <laughs> it's fun for a joke, and I'll always goof on stupid. That's great humor. But in real life, when you're actually on the street dealing with people, I can't. I can't even fault stupid people because, as somebody that knows better, it's my responsibility to help, not to save. I'm not Superman. But God damn it, if I can take care of myself and I got a little bit of extra time, I'm doing my fellow man a disservice by not trying to help other people. Now, that's some hippy-dippy sounding shit, and I don't mean no, to sound that way. That, that's not, that's not you can do that as long as you remember two things. Help the ones you can because you can't save everybody. Oh, no, you can't. But, but go, that's hmm. the beautiful thing of living in a world of 7.5 billion people is you don't have <laughs> to help everyone. Right. As well. long as there's other good people, everybody, there should be enough people to help other people out to where we're going to be fine. So far, that's proven to be a case. I realized something a while back ago. You may not be able to change the world, but you can change your part of it. 
Absolutely. And that's and all so that's really it, required. And that's yeah. all that, that's all that's that, all that it, Because all it's the cumulative effort of everybody changing what they can, and the entire whole becomes good. And so, and, and say and that. Positivity. For the yes. few people that you can care about. And that's all your job well, requires. Uh, but it means I have to do stuff and be positive. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know that's hard. difficult for you. Yeah. It Ew. is. It is. Stay, Stay with us, Diva. Stay with us. <laughs> I'll try. Hold the course, Diva. Hold the course. Right. Do you need us, Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> it really satisfies. Uh, Snickers. Snickers is going to be a, uh, <laughs> be a sponsor. See, he's yeah. Snickers be a sponsor. They're never going to be a sponsor. We have ten minutes. Put us on a subject so we can rock this thing out. Oh, 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 oh I got a subject for you. We need to talk about the other woman oh in boy. Mongo's life. Oh, <sighs> personal love stories. Yes, this juicy, yes. juicy, How juicy. How could I just walk away from you? All right, okay. Um, we got ten minutes. Let's yeah. see if we can nail it. You need, to, you, need wow. to, you need to tell me your love affair with Hillary Clinton. You got ten minutes. Oh okay, boy. hit oh. me. Oh, okay, so here's now. The, I'm not talking. Here's where the hate I'm comes back. Talking in. about no shit about nobody who wants to vote for Hillary. If that's the way you look at things and that's the way you see things. Then I'm just here to tell you that you just bullshit yourself. But this is gonna be only, a rough ten minutes. Only yes. thing I can only I'm thing I can it. say is is this like this. 